And welcome back to Richmond Tiger Talk. My name's Nick. And I'm Andy. And this is a funny time of year, Andy. It's sort of... The the highs are high and the lows... Yeah. They, they hit you in the gut a bit. It, it, it can be bittersweet. And I'm going to just say frankly, up, up front, that had the trade period gone differently and a certain uh, beloved on this podcast, Ruckman, been traded out, this would be a much, much darker timeline. <laughs> and, uh, um, there would have been a lot more, um, I would have dwelt on the negatives much more. And I was trying not to be like that, but it really was affecting my mood and my perception of everything that happened. You know, rationally, I know that my beloved son is uh, is a fringe player and, and might not be out of him you know, might not be a first 22 or 23 player next year, but, but there's still motion. And mm. we follow this game for motion. And I, I just, I really didn't want to lose him. There was, it, it wasn't rational at all. Um, so I'm very glad he, he's back. But now that we've got that I've over had, the way. Ivan Soldo for any new listeners, <laughs> Andy's, Andy's favourite son. Um, but yeah, now that I've got, I think I can be a bit more impartial and frankly more, because no one wants to hear someone just, bagging on their club after trade period because every trade can be interpreted through a good or a bad light and and yeah I, I was worried that I was going to be a complete miserable bastard on this podcast but instead I'll be at my usual level of misery so that'll be <laughs> <laughs> yeah the I did somebody posted yesterday uh, uh, some just a, a small sample of uh, trade period grades from uh, 2020 and and yeah the the distance between how deals were perceived at the time, and how they how they look now was yeah was considerable in some cases. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. This was something I was going to say a bit later when we talked about the trades themselves. Was that you know, and I'm not bringing this up to be tedious, but like the crucial thing with this deal, with really the Hopper and the um, Taranto deal, particularly perhaps the Hopper one, we both agreed at least fifty percent of the price is the contract now. No one knows the contract except a few people, and most of those people, when they leak, have an incentive to exaggerate one way or the other. Mm. So I think it's very fair to say, no, no criticism of people who do sort of say, oh, I was a good trader or a bad, like the value exchange for that player was a lot or not. But in these cases, particularly these trades, I think it's very fair to say we don't know because the information isn't there. Like it, the price was the price. There was no mm. great disc. It, both clubs seemed to get pretty close to what they wanted. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll talk. I'll give you some context on that later. On what what midfield what midfielders cost and sort of who are who are some of the um, who are some comparison trades. Yeah, and, and that's fair enough. And you've previewed some of that data to me, and it is very interesting. But there is still there's just such a big. You know, we've got a A plus B equals X, and the B is an enormous unknown and we will we will probably never know it unless they change the rules so I'm just uh, just there should be a level of humility for us sort of super nerds um, analyzing it that it's it's genuinely okay to say it's it's not knowable uh, the mm. exact the trade that said Nick we were going we're getting slightly out of order mm. but, but in true Richmond Tiger talk um, style. We are going to not talk about the really good players first. We're going to talk about the fringe players first. Um, and there is very sad. Well, I found this is probably one of the saddest delisting periods I, I can remember. Yeah. Um, so who we've just heard the news was announced yesterday. Who who do you want to talk about first? Mm. Oh look, oh, let's let's work up to the the. Hardest ones. Um, I think. Um, let's start with Jake Arts. Who... I was about to. I was about to humorously. Say, oh, so we're going to do do Jake Arts last. Yeah. No, no. no. Let um. Let, let's get him out of the way. Yep. Okay. Yep. Go, go for it. So, look, he's. Uh, you know, he's a, he's almost a a classic, uh, Richmond player of of recent times of, fringe guy, um, uh, played played with our VFL. Uh, team, well, us, us, and another VFL team uh, for years uh, before getting drafted uh, at the end of 2019. Um, and and look, the uh, he he sort of was never the the classic uh, small forward. He was um, athletic, I, sort of. No, he, he wasn't I mean, super fast in the. In the sort of the 
Dan Rioli, Dan Dan Butler since, but yeah, he just there was there was a sheer work rate and a persistence to both how he played and and his career that that he put himself in a position to have a career in the in the first place. So yeah, he um I I greatly uh, respect uh, yes. that that he put himself. Uh, in this, in this position, um, he's, uh, he was actually, would you believe? Sorry, he was drafted at the end of 2018, but he didn't play his first game until twenty twenty. But he was the last non-redrafted player we picked in the rookie draft. Yeah, it's quite an extraordinary stat, isn't it? Yeah, uh, so we've been picking up players either through the pre-season, mid-season draft or the, the pre-season training, training period. But yeah, the, uh, he was the last player we picked. Um, and he ended up playing 40, 42 games, kicking 34 goals, played in the final. Um, was the, I think we'll say this about a, a few players, that you know, the, in recent years... Um, the finals runs we've been pretty close to to full strength, but um, there's been guys who've who've got us through the regular season to to get to those points, and he he was definitely one of those. Like even even for a depth piece, just having having something someone you could rely on, um, uh, and you know was 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 a goal. Goal again, pretty much um, until this year. Most most of which he he spent as a as a sub. Um, yeah, he was a useful part of the team. I I, I think um, uh, you know we'll probably well. I, 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 so the best evidence of his use is he did get fourteen games in a Premiership year. So, yeah, and he got 20, twenty-one got... games there in twenty twenty. One as well kicked kicked eighteen eighteen goals. You know, it's not he he was never a world better, but yeah, he was he was a useful senior player. Yeah, well, I always there's much discuss on this podcast, and I had nothing against him. I thought he was a wonderfully hardworking player, and which is of course he is. He, he played a game of AFL football, but he, he played a game of AFL football with you know less talent than a lot of other people are, uh, who never get to never play a single game. Wonderful, yeah. admirable player. All my objection to him was uh, structurally what it meant and why Dimmer was using a, a um, senior games on a guy where he could have got 90% of that output from a younger guy who had more potential upside. But that's not Jake Hart's fault. That's nothing on Jake Hart. So mm. Vale, um, he's, a, he's a wonderful player. And full respect, uh, a friend of ours, um, his son is is uh, going on a full uh, Jake Hart's nufty. Um, <laughs> club's made a terrible mistake. Um, and... This might surprise me, you, Nick, but I, I, I can I can fully relate to someone who's taking a stand on a on on a non sort of a, a slightly fringy senior senior list player and uh, dying on dying on that hill. So good on him. And um, look, Jake will, will always has those footy games, and um, he'll always be a Richmond player. Hmm. No, well put. Um, the uh, lowest profile of the four uh, players. Uh, delisted uh, Will Martin, who you know, I don't look honestly. I don't think we've ever talked about, about uh, very much uh, on this show. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've talked about him a bit. We just we've gave talked up, about him. We, 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 we gave we up talk, on him this year. We didn't we talk, talk about him much. We talk about it. No, and and look, the, he was he was a fringe uh, senior player uh, last year, and yeah, I said. Uh, it's a, he was part of the um, uh, the Hawthorne Hawthorne round twenty three game where uh, I think we had Callum Coleman. We started with Callum Coleman Jones, uh, Jack Ross, uh, Will Martin, and Ryla Collar Dawkins in the middle as <laughs> sort of in a game we, we weren't trying to win all that hard. Um, but yeah. Um, we drafted drafted him twenty uh, eighteen. Um, the, he was 
uh, sorry, 2019. He was uh, a Brisbane Lions Academy uh, player, sort of prolific junior. But sort of the the question the question with him was he could he could win the ball at, at lower levels, but but how would we, how would he go against bigger, better athletes? And and yeah, he's he's been very much a, a solid. Uh, VFL player, both both on ball and this year he tra- transitioned pretty reasonably to to halfback, I thought. But yeah, it, it, look, look, good on him. He played three games. Yeah, um, and and in those three games, he did like it's obvious when you watch him. He doesn't quite have it athletically. He doesn't have mm. that the extra the extra step, the extra burst. Um, you know, he averaged the tackle a game as a sort of semi inside mid, um, less than ten positions. But uh, and only one of those games was a sub, so it's not like he's he actually had two full games. So yeah, um, and as you say, they weren't very good. Ga- they, they weren't very good spots to be in. But I don't think I don't think anyone's dying wondering with Will. But again, good on him. Um, yeah, three games yeah. and I, I good I, good I, good good character kid. Everyone's um, has... yeah, apparently, apparently just he would flog his guts out in preseason. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Anyway, but <laughs> three games. Three games. He, he stepped onto an AFL field. Um, good for him. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and good. Good luck with. Um. Whatever. Yeah, whatever I'm sure he's got plenty. Next. Plenty of footy left in. I'm sure at a at a lower level. Um. Riley, one, yeah, this one's going to hurt a little. Riley Collar Dawkins. Yeah. This one hurts. Um. Oh, I loved Riles. I loved him. I loved him pre-draft. Um, uh, he was he was our first pick. Um, uh, twenty the end of uh, twenty eighteen. Um, you know, and you know we'd taken taken a bit of a kick in the guts <laughs> in the Pies games, and yeah, uh, uh, we're looking. Looking to upgrade the the midfield, and uh, we drafted four uh, midfielders uh, that year. Um, and now Jack Ross is the is the only one uh, left left on the list. Of you know, it turns out to have been not not the strongest draft uh, overall. But yeah, R- Riley was always um, for for a guy pick twentieth. You know, he was he was a big body. He was a good athlete, but toolsy. We called him toolsy. Yeah, the he he played really well in the finals of the Tac Cup, but hadn't hadn't made a big impact uh, at the at the national champs. Um, yeah, and uh, you know the the. Um, the word was he'd he'd take a little while um to to come on um yeah and um, unfortunately that's <laughs> he, he sort yeah, of he did he did take a while and he didn't quite come on the the way the way we would we would have wanted yeah the well the um the fact that he's not it appears to not be rookied um says that little while is infinite um but well but, yeah and and I think we we just we also we just drafted two players who play his <laughs> position. But you just, well, like, here's so well. many tools that you'd think if we really, if we were happy with some of the other intangibles, we, we would have kept him around somehow. But, yeah, look. Yeah, no. the the only only being good, only being able to play inside the field um, uh, is... Is a problem actually for for list balance. Like I do, I do think for the guys right at the end of the list, there is a certain amount of we need x x number of position y and um, frankly Hopper um, uh, yeah. can only play inside midfielder. Trent is a Trent is a bit more versatile, but again, um, uh, you know the his his best uh, position. Uh, is is inside midfielder? Yeah, as well. I, but, yeah. I, I just I do wonder whether yeah. Anyway, whether I if RCD was a more natural footballer, he would have been able to find other positions on the field because, as we said, he, he's fast and uh, he's tall. 
but such is life. Yeah, um, it is. The I reckon he, he, I reckon of the ones we're discussing, he's the most likely to be on an AFL list next year. So we'll, we'll yeah, get to see. I hope, see. To, I hope so. Yeah, um, we'll, get, we'll get to see is, if anyone else can bring it out in. There is, um, you know, you spend a lot of time on the draft and sort of a lot of pe- before the draft people uh, talked about sort of the inside midfielders who were available around our pick and, um, uh, you know, there was talked about that we were interested in Liam Stocker, famously Carlton leapt ahead and picked him uh Liam Stocker, one pick ahead of us. We took Raleigh, took Collier Dawkins. Um, Brisbane took Eli Smith, another inside midfielder with the next pick. And they were all delisted within a week and a half of one another. Right. Yeah. Time time goes fast. Yes, the poor old Stocker. Um, I think, was he the first? So, I said the other. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh, Eli, Eli Smith didn't even play a game. And, yeah. Anyway, um... The big one, Stacky. Yeah. The, in some ways, this is an easy one because um, it, it analytically it's easy because the club was frank, extremely frank about what their issues with him, and yeah, some of them almost, frank. almost more so than, than any than any any player I can remember. I, I, don't, so. I don't think I don't think there's any more so to it, but um, the the question what, why they were doing that, maybe they thought it, it was motivating. I don't know, but it's it's pretty it's all pretty upfront and yeah, amazing talent. Well, yeah, the the ta- the talent was never the question. Like he, um, he'd been high profile junior, he'd been a troubled junior, getting kicked off the the WA uh, junior team, getting. Overlooked in the in the 2018 draft, um, came to us as a as a train on player, and what in what was an unfortunate preview of pre seasons to come, he came in in not very good shape, but worked worked his guts out and got him to get himself uh, in in decent shape. Um, yeah, and then you know from from the start, like he he goes from being a, a train on train on player in January to uh, around uh, three debut uh, in a team that would go on to win the premiership and playing uh, seventeen games that year and yeah, some you know we all we all remember the highlights. It was you know one of the most exciting debut seasons. Honestly, I can. I can remember, like, it, yeah, um, but you know, um, that that was as, also as, as good as it gets. That uh, he would in he spent four years at the at the club, um, and the number of games he plays goes down every year. You know, seven seventeen games, ten goals that first year, um. A lot of which played in defence. Nine games this second year, seven this, the next. And he's had this year. He's played two games and had five disposals for for the whole year. Like, yeah, talent. Talent was never the the, the question. No, and you still even he was a highlight machine in the VFL at times. Yep. Uh, yeah, so it was always right. there. The he and look, he, you know. He, when he got out onto the football field, he would, he was a good player in the VFL. Not didn't absolutely he, he, dominate. He was, he was a burst player rather than a, yeah, um, he a was, grind player. Yeah, which is, again I, had some I, I incredible highlights. Um, you know, taking massive hangers, but yeah, averaged fifteen disposals and and a goal a game in the in the VFL this year. So he's he's sort of he's played well, but you know, without without ever really dominating. Yeah, I mean, there's not much. It's so selfie. It, and there was huge amounts of frustration, obviously, in the fan base because whatever yeah. his full form was in the VFL, he... We, we loved him, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he clearly had it at the top level. Um, right. And just adding a small extra 1% of pain to... The AFL ratings loved him. Um, so, yeah, he was, just, he was clearly a special, special player. And I wouldn't be... He will almost certainly bounce around um, for professional football and he could w- we know this day that um, uh, 
he could have been he he might be a future all Australian, but it's not going to be at Richmond. No, and look, the you know professional AFL is hard, um, and the demands of an extremely regimented lifestyle, like I, I think you know, I think there'd be champions of previous eras who who'd struggle with just how rigid um, and regimented the the modern AFL lifestyle is so and and it's not for for everyone and you know maybe maybe there comes a time when he's he's better able to to cope with it you know we've just seen i i honestly i i'm gen as much as i hate hated to see uh Gillen win the premiership look for for tyson stengel to get his um to get his life together and and play so so well after you know, at his third third AFL club, and uh, any having having played any number of his NFL uh, games, and not being on an AFL list for a couple of years, like yeah, like, um, I, I was I was genuinely happy for him in, in a way that I felt almost made me feel sick to say that about a Geelong player. <laughs> but yeah, um, if I, I would have the same. It would it would be bittersweet, but I would love to see Sydney succeed with a with another club. So would I, and I will never forget the disgraceful way he was treated. He he did some wrong things, but the way he was treated is the very peak of a com- oh. bad policy, xenophobia, and racism. Um, and I it it was it was outrageous. We don't need yeah, to dwell when, on it. When it, yeah, when he was jailed for breaching code protocols, I think that was horrific at a time, and even worse with hindsight. Yeah, popular policy is not good policy always. All right, moving on. Yeah, <sighs> uh, sorry, to sort of finish on the dark night, but he'll, we'll always have we'll always have Sydney stack set him down. Yeah, I know what a what a moment. Um, the off the, off the top of your head, can you? How far back do you have to go to think of a, a Richmond player with a more exciting first season? Mm, well, I mean, it's such an obvious choice to go for Richo. Um, I'm just trying to think of anyone in between Richo. Dusty. You reckon? Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't, yeah. Dusty, Dusty kicks a pretty outrageous goal, so... Don't. Yeah, I'm, 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 he kicked a... How many goals did he kick against Carlton? He kicked at least one or two. Yeah. Was, Round one. Yeah, I yeah, remember that. It was, well. pretty, it was pretty thrilling. But well, either yeah. way, it's a, it, it's quite a pantheon. The, the 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 three he's in with two other pretty pretty decent names. Yeah, the I mean Nick Foston had a great debut, but yeah, just just in terms of an first an overall first season, yeah, I think hard to get past it. Hmm. Um, so uh, they were. So they were the players delisted yesterday. Um, the uh, to sort of to sort of wrap up um, list movements. Um, the only the only two players left we've got um, who unsigned are Biggie Newen and Mate Kalina, and they've both they've both got rookie list eligibility left. So I'd imagine. They're going to be re-signed. Um, so, if so, that leaves us with two spots spare on the on the senior list and three three on the rookie list. Um, yeah, and I think I think we'll, I think we have to use the the two national draft picks. Um, but uh, I'd imagine we may. I reckon we'll be pretty creative in in using those rookie spots. Like maybe one in the rookie draft, one or two in preseason, and maybe even one saved for the for the midseason draft. But yeah, it there won't be a lot of new players coming in. No, and but I'd very much like us to use that on speculative, high upside, low ceiling um, players. So players that um, could potentially one day, you know. Not picking on Jake Hartz, but non-Jake Hartz players, but players who have yeah, um, more, more, um, more, more Jacob Bauer. Yeah, um, look, and yeah, that's a really good example because Jacob Bauer probably won. You know, the odds are against him, but 
it's still it's it's you're buying tickets in a lottery and occasionally yeah, the lo- he's, it, a, he's, he's an yeah he's an interesting client. Uh, our, our, our premiership was built partly on the those um, longer shots uh, coming yeah. in. So, Lord knows it wasn't picked coming up from our our first round picks over the last decade. Oh, look, half half of them uh, turned out really well, and half were disasters. Yeah. Did they? Who turned out well? So we've got Rioli, Bossy, oh, Bossy. Um, was that yeah. is that still in the, this decade? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. not half though. That's two. Oh, the so Vlossi, uh, Vlossi, Lennon. Oh, this is this is thrilling. Yeah, um, no, no, moving on. I don't think we need to defend the, the the drafting record of a club that won three premierships. Clearly, overall, it's gone. No, well. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is less than half of, of the, the past decade. Yeah. Yeah, moving on. Oh, wait, but the reason I brought it up because I've been thinking, like everyone's been bringing it up in, in the threads because um, of what we're about to talk about, uh, far more positively, which is the two new, um, the two players that will come. Well, in. let's. Uh, I want to delay just a, t- a tad more um, to round off last show. We talked about Jack Graham touring Port Adelaide. Um, he, I don't know. He he came away from the visit. Um, uh, not wanting the the trade to go ahead, you know, there's a bit of he said, she said, and whether or not Port sh- shifted focus to Jason Horn Horn Francis, but you know, whatever. Uh, the best rumor I heard was he failed his medical, but uh, which actually would at the time made perfect sense, but I don't think it's the case. Just because I think something would have leaked by now. Anyway, yeah, moving on. Yeah, um, yeah, quite. Look, he is in. Uh, as we said, it's it's going to be tough for him next year, and the you know the spots in the midfield are going to be hard to hard to come by. But but also, that's a good good teams look like that they have they have tough stories of uh, players who didn't make the the twenty two because you need you need twenty eight players, you need thirty, um, you need twenty eight. Good players, thirty functional uh, players to to get through a season. We've we've certainly seen that, um, and you know you can you can rotate more if you've if you've got some um, good depth. And yeah, I think I think um, he's got a he's got a big role to play with that. Um, and look, we started with it, but um, Ivan Soldo uh, toured toured GWS. Um, and and for for whatever reason, GWS it seems like GWS decided uh, against uh, offering a, a contract, and and yeah, it it was always was always tricky um, that GWS uh, had had a couple of ruckmen who were, who were similar similar in style to Soldo, not not as not as accomplished, but um, yeah, it never quite made it. We discussed this last podcast. It never quite made sense to me. And yeah. One thing uh, I liked... It's hard to say. I well, I, I, saw, I saw the other case, but I just... So the the case you could construct for Soldo, one of the things he's been really... He was really good at this year is that he's hit outs to advantage. His record yeah. was, was uh, sort of top six or seven efficient in the AFL. The thing is, Kingsley knows that he was doing that a lot against second rucks. He, he had a long stint against um, uh, sort of... Uh, uh, pasties and sort of, uh, I think he had a first gamer as well uh, this year. And on top of that, the GWS have the person. Um, he only played nine games. Uh, Prius, but he, he Prius, was Prius. Yeah. Prius, Prius sorry, he, he's at the very top of those rankings. And now Prius yeah. is always injured. But you know, it was sort of always always injured and at his third club. <laughs> yeah, but the uh, you know you could. He's a really big boy, so you could do the late developer argument. But the thing was interesting in the like Blair is almost seems to take pride in revealing absolutely nothing in his interviews. But it was, it did almost seem to come down to that we valued Soldo more than they did. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy for that. Um, so, um, uh, one, of my, one of my fun little stats. So, of the, the non-Ivan Soldo backup ruckman on the list, um, their total, is their, their total number of career hit outs in senior footy more or less than the nu- uh, the number of hit outs that Jared Witts averaged per game last year. 
Yeah, well, I imagine it's less because you wouldn't be uh, you wouldn't be bringing it up. It's, a, it's actually just slightly more, but and the number was close enough for me to look it up. So yeah, the I did that in a um, uh, if we had done the trade, and my take on it would have been this is a big vote of vote of faith in some pretty untried rucks in in Miller. Uh, Ryan and uh, Kalina, um, but yeah, it's you know, and and there's rumours of the AFL going to five five on the bench, which it's, you know, it's some of- some cops will definitely use a experiment with using it as a ruck. Maybe that's hmm. not where it'll land, but um, you know, there's no, there's not consistent consensus on um, no. how to use the sub. Now, if clubs were using a Ruckman as a sub, which, you know, we mocked, but more than one club did it uh, multiple times, if, yeah. if, if they're doing in, that... In, they're, fi- in finals. <laughs> if they're doing that, they're definitely going to d- try it with the fifth man. So yeah. um, uh, there will always be coaches who will value that extra big body bashing in at the contest. Well, um, and and you think about if... So, you know, and a not unlikely scenario, uh, Nank... Nick hurts himself uh, in the in the last preseason game, uh, and he's that he's unable to play round one uh, versus Carlton and Pitney. Um, how would you feel with Samson Ryan lining up, or or Ben Miller lining up opposite against him, than you would feeling uh, with Ivy lining up against him? Yeah, it's it, it's it's a powerful mental image and. <laughs> You know, you could just, I, I, I feel for Samson in that moment because can you imagine how nervous he would be? Um, taking the first bounce is it, it, it's the first thing you do, and it's not always significant. But it, as a ruckman, you take it very, very personally. So I can imagine how much you know eighty thousand didn't get a touch his last time he played footy, and then playing against one of the best tap ruckmen in the AFL. God, what yep. a moment. Um, I could could I just say one thing about the the whole the will he won't he period, which is obviously excruciating for mm. me. But one thing I liked about it is because it's easy to get cynical about the trade period and a lot of it's just manufactured for clicks and it's all cut beforehand. Um, and it clearly wasn't. You know, there was mm. there was uncertainty and we've had two players that we kind of yep. shopped and then didn't. That's very unusual. It's very well, unusual in the world, world sport for a player to tour the other team's facilities and then not go to it. And we've yeah, got class. that's true. Well, I don't... I think, you know, the player's agent was the one... In, uh, initiating and in, in, certainly in Jack Graham's case, well, from, well, from what well, I understand. No, Bless said that we made it pretty clear that he should explore well, that. Yeah, but with, yeah, with our blessing. Yeah, yeah. But like, it, it is interesting. Like, that is, like, it's not a bad thing. It's, like, it's quite adult and mature that you can sort of have a look and both parties could have a bit of a more informed discussion. But it's definitely, uh, it's you don't see it in every sport. And, you, you know, it's, it, it, it was. I, I found the process interesting. Yeah, I do. You know, Blair's very much a veteran list manager, and there is a sense of the of the long game um, in in how we approach the the trade period. Look, the the other thing I was very much encouraged by was that he's saying that talks are underway with uh, Shay's uh, management about a extension, which was. Exactly what I wanted to hear, but look, we've gone we've gone thirty minutes. We did two trades. We got we got two very good midfielders, um, and sort of the final outcome was pretty much as as speculated. Yeah, it's funny. Like it's actually not that interesting. This particular aspect is because last time we podcasted, we we pretty much expected to get these two players. Mm. The- and the price landed about where we expected, and yep. we don't know half the price. So it's sort of it's we're almost all the other stuff we've talked about beforehand. Most yeah, of we, that we we know the cost in draft picks. We don't we don't know the price in contracts, but we do know we do. They are seven seven new contracts. Um, you know, rumored to be in the vicinity of seven hundred thousand. So yeah, they are they are big contracts. They're, I must admit, know. I Blair was asked a question, a very fair question. The media asked him a good question about how have you, what's your sort of forward assumptions on the total player mm. payments? And not only did he avoid it, he also got quite defensive, saying that well, well, we're not idiots. Well, Blair, you've won three flags. We we, we trust you that you're not Look, an idiot. Look, honestly, the 
Uh, the, I thought it was a really good question. I would love to have known, like, oh, well, this is what we're thinking about with the, you know, you, you can talk about some of your assumptions without giving away the nuclear launch codes. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, well, and the 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 amount of money coming in is going up by about a third. Like, it's it's a it's a fair chunk, but nobody nobody knows exactly how much how much will go to refilling headquarters war chests and how much will go to the players. Like, so that is a very um, yeah, difficult and, and, and conversations look, still the, come. The AFLW conversation is going to be a hard one too, and that they're all things. So the Blair at least making a few general comments about the kind of assumptions. I was really interested in that question. I was I was frustrated you didn't answer it. But anyway, moving yeah, on. So uh, the Age Podcast, the Real Footy Pod, mentioned that um, a few players have got escalator clauses um, in their contracts in the event of a that their their contracts will go up if the Salary cap goes up by a lot, but that's that's not a common thing. So I'd be Jesus, I'd be, that's handy. Yeah, so I'd be I'd be fascinated if that's that's the sort of thing we do. I don't, I wouldn't have. Oh, so that wasn't a Richmond specific thing. No, that wasn't a Richmond. I doubt whether we would do that because that's there's too. It's very hard to manage your cap if you do that. Well, and and it's also that feels that feels like something Dusty would ask for to go to North Melbourne. <laughs> exactly. Like yeah. it feels like a, 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 what something a desperate club will do. Yeah, um, a, and, a, to, a top of the market move rather than you know the uh, you know buy, uh, buying a buying a Porsche um, rather than buying a uh, Honda. <laughs> All right, now Nick, I, I feel like you know people are really listening to the podcast to find out why the Premiership is inevitable next year. <laughs> <laughs> Have you? I think, I think they they we paid we paid market value, but not overs. Uh, when you take the two of them together, um, uh, two things I took away from it: people like next year's draft quite a bit more than this year's draft because Toronto ended up costing a reasonable amount more than Hopper. Hopper, uh, Hopper was cheap. Honestly, when you when you when you look at um, uh, comparable uh, trades that have been that have been done uh, recently, like he was he was noticeably cheaper than Adam Chera uh, last year, and that's not even touching uh, the Tim Kelly, Trelaw, Lockie Neal, Dylan Shield, who were the sort of the big four traded midfielders in recent years. Like he he. He cost a lot less than Brad Hill, um, you know. Yeah, and and the question is, we don't know is how much of a discount, and and like like you could still rationalise that at this being well within in the bounds of reasonableness because he has an uncertain yeah. knee injury. Uh, well, it's, and, it's not and it's not a, not and a pure ACL, and it's a first it's a first round draft pick, you know, which you know could could end up anywhere, probably somewhere in the. In the well, hopefully in the late teens, exactly, yeah. possibly in the mid teens. But yeah, like, but you, you also with the if you're from GWS's perspective, you do you have some upside because they probably what yeah. would they would have got they would have got probably an end of a first compensation um, if they would held on to him and then uh, after it would have been after their uh, after their pick most yeah. likely. Which again, you're hoping that's higher, and you know, there's always a on the scale of variance. There's a hope yeah. that, for them it's a top team pick. Yeah, and there's there's if he if he has a bad season, he doesn't he doesn't get that that really big contract. So yeah, you don't know how it plays out. Um, and doing doing the Toronto deal early, um, for for twelve twelve what are currently twelve picks twelve and nineteen. I'll probably slip a little bit with a couple of father sons. Um, but uh, yeah, and then they they put. You know they were very active in their trading and used used pick twelve um, to go from pick three to to pick one um, to draft themselves a, a desperately needed key forward. So the whole the whole thing just came away. You know these these deals made sense for both teams and getting Toronto done early um, uh, helped helped GWS and GWS. Asked for um, more in the Hopper deal, and we said no, and 
Yeah, look, yeah. It, it thinks there was a while there, as you know, Nick, uh, us privately when Toronto deal was done, and then um, uh, McCarthy just kept praising how nice Blair was, and it was sort of like, and I, I, there was a time when I was writing this podcast it was me spitting venom after we'd lost Soldo, and not, and I know it's completely irrational, but the the, the two late picks, like the a pick in the fifty mm. and the sixty. So the, in the in the Hopper deal, we got fifty three and sixty three. Yeah, sorry, back, which are, which are going to be. Our, our two picks in the draft. <laughs> yeah, and they're not. They, if you look at sort of one NFL, they're not. They're not worth very much. Um, no. But it's still. It's. I'm really they're, happy they're, we got them, and I. I, I ha- well, yeah, we'll use them. Yeah, yeah and, and they're not nothing. They, the Richmond's history is that we use these picks, and you know that's how we. That's part of how we built the flag. So I'm, I'm really glad we got them. I'm glad that we're getting a bit of youth into it. Selfishly, I'm glad there'll be a couple of exciting young kids because they'll probably be athletic, but flawed. Um, in when we're watching the yeah, VFL. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm just... Biggie, Biggie new and... It, 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 really, it really changed my perception of... Um, of uh, I was in a much better mood and well, that, and, of course, flows down, flows down Soldo's muscular shoulders. Yeah, and I'd, I'd already um, uh, sent you... In, in anticipation of the Soldo trade, um, I'd sent you a, a draft profile of a, a young workman who might be available with our pick. There's a a cascading effect to it all. Uh, I will note, by the way, I've been doing some Instagram research on Soldo, and his best friend on the team seems to be DM Prestia. Oh, there we go. Um, He gets some pretty well dusty, I've noticed, too. The body language is strong. So, Mm. (laughs) you know, our formerly best clearance player and our current best clearance player. (laughs) There you go. Um, Nick, you kind of made this point in a pod the other day, but I just wanted to point out, if you do the comparison of Jacob Hopper and Tim Taranto, that you have to double check that you haven't clicked the same player twice. So, <laughs> Hopper, I, I say this, I say this with full respect, but um, Hopper, Hopper is um, at least in interview noticeably more charismatic. <laughs> yeah, no, so Durango has done very much less media, but just, well, just he's he's in the states. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, but they both have played 114 games. So they're yeah. both they're both with. They're, Almost kicked the same number of goals. Yeah, they're in within one centimeter of height. They're in one centimeter of, of weight. Um, they got yeah. they, they they got picked in the top seven uh, a year apart. Um, it, it really and their their disposals are within one point five of each other. So twenty two yeah. to twenty three um, marks within one of each other. You already made the point about goals. Like I could I'm I'm not listed. The tackles are within. They're both high tacklers, but they're both yeah pretty close. And even clearances, which is Hopper, is obviously better at but um it's not by yeah. toronto's no, no, no toronto's no. better so sorry yeah toronto's better so it's not um center clearance toppers is better at sorry um and yeah. you know part of it that's these are all average measures so um which are the same because they play the same amount of games but the, you, if you looked at their their actual careers you'll see that uh hoppers high are much higher on, on the clearance uh whereas toronto has just been consistently played in the midfield mm. and, and chipped in in the clearance stats but yeah just i was just it uh, and I know you've kind of made this point already, but it, it is almost, and they're not the same player. They are quite different on on, on field, but yeah, neither are super fast. Um, Hopper's probably a little bit more uh, sort of bull bull strong, but oh yeah, yeah. I mean uh, Hopper's highlights reel is, is 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 far better. If you sort of yeah. he, has, he has he has tricks, even one or two things he did was. Very, and I say this with great hesitation because I'm comparing him to one of the Richmond goats. But some of his hand passes were almost a bit Shane Edwards like, um, yeah. Which which Taranto doesn't have that level of of of, of trickery. Like, or vision. Um, Taranto is more a accumulation of yeah, good absolutely. things rather than flashing to quite yeah. the same extent. It is it is shopping uh, at at the far more uh, high end uh, of the of the midfielder. Um, uh, basket than uh, what what we've been used to being. What we've been used to, yeah. Well, a you, guy, you know, you just you just don't get to draft uh, 188 centimeter, um, you know, big, strong, um, really accomplished junior footballers, really accomplished senior AFL footballers. You just don't get to pick those where we've picked. <laughs> For, for the past decade, I mean, even even Gibkus, if we'd got a midfielder there, you know, you're looking you're looking at the fifth best midfielder in in that draft year, and yeah, Hopper Hopper and Toronto are just a 
you know, higher higher caliber of prospect. And and yeah, it's cost us, you know, it's cost us a number of draft, uh, well, four uh, picks, um, first and second round picks to to do so. But yeah, you know, that's also um, the cost of of getting this type of player. Well, we're, we're pot committed now. Um, mm. So, oh yeah. <laughs> Um, interestingly, so, so, you know, there's lots of memes about how a midfield's going to look. A really interesting question. I noticed Blair was very circumstant about what roles they'll play in the team. And I think that's from experience that because perhaps smart-ass podcasters watch these videos, perhaps when we brought in Sean Hampson of what we said he'd do and then what he actually did is quite different. So the club hasn't given any indication of really what, what their roles will be. But I'm asking you, Nick, what do you think... That, that same first bounce, which will hopefully be um, uh, Nank or Soldo, um, you know, mm. rocking back and forth, ready to go. Who are the three blokes in with him? Look, I'd be surprised if it wasn't um, Prestia, uh, Hopper and Toronto. Me too. Mm. I think uh, I think Dimmel will have seen how uh, Selwood was used mm. uh, in the finals, yep. for instance, exactly. uh, com- coming off the bench. I, I think, yeah. That's especially if it's five on the bench. That I, I actually think potentially the biggest benefit fishery of five on the bench is not um, not Soldo. It's Cochin on the team. Mm, yep, nursing, nursing the older older blokes through the team. Um, but and I think you know uh, someone like uh, you, you've got a lot more flex- flexibility to rotate guys like uh, Shay and uh, Jaden Short um, through through centers center bounce if you've got a pair of balls uh, like that in the middle like um the you know Crips I mean Crips is still enormous but he's not going to look quite as enormous being tackled by um Jacob Hopper uh, as as he as he does by Dion Prestia or <laughs> uh, <the, laughs> Trent um it's it's a very uh, good Cochin's only three centimeters shorter but yeah yeah, but it's 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 a really good point. And um, Hopper is he's not Dusty esque, but he is a big big bull. Mm, yep. Yeah. He's he he a- plays like it, even though you know, as as previously mentioned, the statistics are almost identical to Toronto. Yeah, I know. Uh, um, it'll be really exciting. And uh, you know, honestly, Hopper Hopper just looked good in that Richmond jump. <laughs> him him touring him touring uh, Punt Road got me in the feels. Now, on that very positive note, Nick, I think we should leave the conversation there. We do, on a, um, unless there's anything else you wanted to add and transition to the AFLW? No, no, let's do it. Okay, well, that is also quite a positive story because they, they banged in two more wins. Oh, positive, positive story, Jesus. Um, so, <laughs> Sorry, uh, am I not being over, oh, <laughs> sufficiently I'm, enthusiastic? I'm, I'm going, I'm, I'm gonna, I just need to push off the sideboard a bit more. Um, so we don't have, we have the second longest uh, injury list uh, in in the AFLW at the moment. We we have our our best two uh, key defenders out, our backup ruck, which as you know is one of the most important positions on the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, our best tagger, um, our best forward, Katie Brennan has been sort of on a week on week off rotation uh, for the last uh, few weeks. Um, Steph Williams, our, our second best uh, forward pockets out for the year. Um, Ellie Ellie McKenzie's uh, Mister Mister couple of games. Um, the our uh, on the weekend uh, for the for the West Coast game we uh, in AFLW because the the lists the lists are smaller. Um, you know, lists of thirty um, and. 20, 20 players in a in a senior team. Um, we we had to get a, a top up player out of the out of the amateurs uh, to uh, to so that we had a, a full list of uh, three emergencies. Um, both both this week and last week. Um, for people remember Sarah Black's um, great um, preseason. Uh, uh, preview uh, uh, where you know we, we she just mentioned offhand that we'd picked a category B 
uh, rookie Sarah uh, Taylor with the intention of, you know, that this was a, a development year and she wasn't planned um, uh, for her to play senior footy at all this year. And, you know, she's been in the, the she's been in emergency the last two weeks. Like, um, the, the barrel is, is literally empty with, with a lot of fringy players. Um, uh, and, and the team's on a five game win streak. Indeed. And so the last two games, uh, so the Gold Coast, the West Coast are, uh, are, are pretty, pretty mediocre, but Gold Coast are a legitimate mm. finals contender. Look, it, was an, it was an eight the, point game. The, the Eagles have got the last three rising star nominations in a row. Like that, they've got some good young talent, but, but, and they were at home. And I will say that, uh, I did think that Eagles fans from the men certainly translated to the women in the, the way they complained about not getting every single free kick. Yeah, it wasn't the most impressive crowd. Um, so, but both these games, to your point about um, playing well, they, ha- they haven't been lucky wins. We were plus 10 in the inside 50s against the Suns. Yep. And we're uh, grinding, grinding away. <laughs> and plus 19, I think it was plus 19 or plus 20 against the West Coast Eagles at the top of my head. And interestingly, again against the West Coast Eagles, we had uh, Conti was the third best possession getter. We Sheeran was the um, yeah. the highest. So again, it, it's funny as... So we've always the, the last few spots on our team, um, you, you know, we're filling those adequately. That they, they haven't been great. But mm. we, well, I think the real difference is that uh, we have a bigger middle class now on the team. Um, we, we were very yeah. much, well. I mean, Sheeran Sheeran has gone from an unremarkable late draft pick to uh, she's currently eleventh in the in the coaches award. <laughs> she's um, yeah. and. And by far leading the competition in intercept uh, possessions. Um, and and the thing is, it, it, this team remains, and it's repeating the same point I made on the last pod. If you watch them, they're well coached, they're well drilled, and yeah. that, that's why it's working. Um, that, and that's a credit very much to the players because it takes both sides. It's you know saying that team's well coached seems like you're praising the coach, but you're actually praising both because it, it requires real discipline and hard work mm. to to make it work. So they've obviously got a great um, uh, team spirit. I think. I don't have any evidence of this, but Katie Brennan apparently is, is in a reasonable amount of pain when she plays, but I, mm. I suspect she's an excellent leader. Um, mm. I've, I have a huge amount. Who, whoever's internally within those four walls driving the team culture um, are, are clearly doing an outstanding job, and it's a, they are a very fun team to watch. Um, some of their stat lines, actually, like we lost the contested possession against Gold Coast and still easily won the inside 50s. It is very much um, like the senior men's team, so it, mm. they, they really are. Yeah, really are. In, including a slightly undersized ruck who who just bat, battles uh, all day um, in, in actually. Actually, can I just we are. Adred Brown, I suspect, is who is doing our rut coaching, is doing a very good job because multiple players Ooh, in our team, um, is uh, uh, Ellie McKenzie. Ellie's struggling a bit. Maybe it's the calf and the, the very weird injury she had, but she, she she's probably not quite making the impact we'd hope, but she seems to... She loves the contact, and I just yeah. wonder whether in the long term she won't be a, a sort of a forward ruck or something like that, um, um, but we shall see. Mm. Anyway, great, great fun to watch. It's a it's a happy story, and um, you know we're going to play finals now. We may struggle a bit in the finals because of the aforementioned injuries. But oh, look, the, I reckon. Well, there 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 are there's reinforcements on the way with um, Sarah Hosking and Katie Brennan um, back this week, and Beck Miller uh, potentially next week um so that that'll help i think i don't think any team would be looking looking forward to playing us in a final like it's it's a real you know you got to step into step into the octagon type type situation that i think um we've mentioned Sheeran uh off off halfback um grace egan in the middle like just having having another um big tough Midfielder who wins wins her own footy, kicked kicked a couple of great goals against the the Eagles, but yeah, just just sheer sheer work rate in the in the middle, um, taking the pressure off off Mon. 
Yeah, like I, I really like her. Actually, you can tell uh, Commentator hasn't done many Richmond games because they get her and Mullen confused because it, you look at <laughs> the hair and they look similar. Yeah. But oh, the, the yeah. way they play her is they're, they're, similar, they're, similar size as well. Yeah, yeah. But they're, they're playing different sports. Um, <laughs> I, I really like Grace. Um, now, rest of the season, very interesting. Um, there is home ground advantage may be meaningful. There are interstate teams uh, in, in the bottom four, which we're almost certainly yeah. going to finish in. And because we're, we're we're percentage and points are out of it's, it's quite a lot of percentage behind Collingwood who are fourth, uh, yeah. but we have there are there is Geelong and the, there is the Gold Coast Suns uh, in in the bottom four currently, and there's no no other interstate teams hanging around. So, but it's still really, I we will be favourites probably in every game we play from here until the last round where we play the Kangaroos. We'll be very close, but mm. I suspect that Kangaroos game. May well be for a shot in the uh, sort of fifth or sixth. So that'll be quite yeah. a fun and meaningful game. Yeah, that, that would be exciting. Um, look, the um, it uh, be loath not to mention talked about Grace Egan, but uh, that uh, how much of um, you know building out the the toughness and the character and the talent, frankly, of, of the team has come at Carlton's expense, who we, who we play this uh, week, having having got both Hoskins and uh, Grace Egan um, from there and um, that and the, the converse effect of as they've slipped uh, below us on the ladder um, and we go into the, the game against them on Friday night, 10-point favourites, that's... Everything I just said is pretty satisfying. Indeed. And, and good on um, uh, the, the club managed to get a Hoskins uh, sister into the Jacob Hopper videos. Mimisa, they met their quota for the day. Look, that's a really positive note to leave on, Nick, an anti-Carlton one. So very much good values for us. We're 56 minutes. They are, Carlton are still good. They're not. They're not yep. great, and we should win. But they're still good, and I'm. 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 I've already transitioned from the being happy to every win to you know. There's a bit of burden of expectation now, as you, as you said. The, we've seen on on track to to play finals, but but we're still playing these. We're still not a big scoring team, so you know the it totally plays into my fears of what could go wrong every week. No, that's absolutely right. We're, we are winning because uh, we're disciplined and well structured, but it's mm. not. It's yeah, not. It, team, it, it, and the team defence is relentless. But yeah, we're not. We're not blowing teams off the park. And, and it only takes a few fifties, or and yeah. we're talking about Carlton like they're terrible. They're not terrible, but no, you know, no, no, it, when, when you're playing low-scoring games, there's always the chance of aberrant results. Now, Nick, I do so. I was trying to end on a positive note, but that we've now ended on another very. Oh, look, uh, on, we, on, we should. On, we should play to you are you are who you are <laughs> now i wanted to speak of which i wanted to tell you a little story just when we yep. uh which isn't strictly it's about us a little bit self-indulgent um but a friend of ours was a, you are who you are <laughs> indeed indeed um so i was playing rock in the second one no um <laughs> so a friend of ours was uh at a barbecue uh and this friend's a little bit narcissistic makes things about himself yeah. anyway um he was speaking. And friends are big call, but continue. Um, he, he was speaking to a guy at the barbecue. Nice guy. They got chatting. They're a Richmond supporter. So, um, guy says to friends, um, uh, "Do you listen to Richmond Tiger talk?" And um, friend says, "Oh, um, well, well, yes, I do." And he's sort of, you know, this likes to big note himself, and uh, I didn't sort of let on that he knew them, but he, he was looking forward to the big reveal. But he was also hoping for you know to get you know potentially something negative he can use against me. Um, <laughs> and guy at barbecue said, "Yeah, I'm almost done with them because they've got too many they've got too many big silences in, in their podcast. So you know they'll say something, there'll be a big gap. And uh, for for if if that said person is is uh, listening, um, I highly recommend you put us on 1.25 speed because that's what I do when I listen to our <laughs> own podcast back. And, and the reason we're paused often is because we've got other stuff going on. We need to we we pause the mic um, often when yeah. we're not talking. Um, but yeah, uh, so I, I highly the, recommend recommend all the, dog, all the dogs barking. Or... <laughs> 
I, I only recommended uh, po- uh, podcasting at one, uh, listening at podcasts at more than one speed. But also thanks to friend because now it's in my head and now it'll be in your head every time there's an overly long <laughs> silence, silence on the podcast. So, so thanks, friend. All right, that's the end of the story, Nick. Self indulgent, no real point. But um, thank you to a guy at the the barbecue, random, um, random, random guy at the barbecue for, for listening. Yeah, drop, and drop, drop us a line. And. Uh, <laughs> Richard, just so you Richard, know, now that, that Richard, other guy is, is is just completely sought you out and has very low integrity. Yeah, um, Richmond Tiger Talk at Gmail dot com. We encourage right of reply or um, feedback or you know uh, Jacob Hopper and Tim Tronto predictions. And, oh, so, and, and write us an op, uh, write us reviews of us on the various oh, yeah. platforms. That helps. Yep. All right, five, that's enough. Five stars. I'm Nick. I'm Andy. We're Richmond Tiger Talk. It starts with a vision. If we're not locked into that, might as well pack up and go home. You're talking about three flags by 2020. Fitzroy has paid more files than you guys. And after 13 straight losses, the Tigers are no longer toothless. Their first win for 2010. Carmel Hunt. Take it, Jeffrey. He does. Carlton are on their way to Sydney. We're starting to kick a goal from here. He does. What a start. First preliminary final in 16 long years, and they have done it. They've won. The Tigers are into the prelim. Tigers.